up and uh, use the microphone. Okay. Uh, this is my mother's testimony. Um, but you're involved. I'm involved. Yeah, and pastor's involved. So all things work together for good. God used Amen. many Amen. different avenues to get this done. Um, hallelujah. First, I just want to praise him. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, on December 20th in 2011, um, she went for like a routine mammogram, and they did an ultrasound, too. And they found a a little shadow. That's a, all they caught it was a shadow and told her just to come back six months. So six months put us at <laughs> June 22nd. Okay, and they said it had grown and they gave the size of it and they knew where it was. I mean, they were real specific. It was a centimeter by 0.9 centimeters and I drew out the size of that. <laughs> it wasn't square, but, <laughs> but that's just so you'd know the size. Okay. Um, Okay, so um, the guy who saw that, the radiologist, told her to go to a surgeon and get a biopsy. And there was a week in between that day of that ultrasound and the, the biopsy date. So she called me as soon as it was, um, she got out. And so when I, I wasn't home or I got a message or something, so I called her back later. But um, she told me all about it, and I said, well, we'll just pray. You know, I said, God heals you all the time. I said, this can be any different. We'll just get it. And so I said, we'll pray and agree. And we just prayed for it to disappear completely. And that was what we were agreeing on. And we prayed separately. Um, but we both prayed the same thing. And I said, and get out, you know, your Charles Capps book. Because there's a section on that. Um, and she read it. She said she read it. I asked her what she did. And she said three or four times a day. And she did the whole thing on God's medicine, and um, hallelujah. So, okay, so on Sunday, and I think we prayed on Friday. So on Sunday, I was here, and Pastor, I was sitting over there, and I remember Pastor was up here, and he started giving a word, having a word of knowledge for healing, and he said, um, there's a spot or a growth or a tumor, and he said, and it's disappearing. And that was the same way I prayed for it because I didn't know what to call it. And when I prayed, I said, Lord, you know, that spot, that whatever it is, that tumor, <laughs> I said, just heal it, you know, and, and, make, and cause it to disappear. And so he used the same words, and, and I said, just receive that for her, Lord, and thank you for it. And then when I went home, I, I told her about it. And she was happy, and she said, well, I received that too. And also she had, had someone from Kenneth Copeland Ministries call and ask if she needed prayer. And she told them about it, and they prayed with her, too. And um, let me get back to where I'm supposed to be. And then her sister um, also prayed for her. And she um, called my mom. She said that the Lord interrupted her when, he was, when she was praying and said, tell her she's healed and to rejoice. So, so we had just confirmations coming and, and words coming. So we were excited. And then she... Um, you know, she kept doing her confessions and praising the Lord, and she um, watched a show. She told me, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. This all happened from one Friday, and now we're about Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was Joseph Prince um, on TV, and he was preaching on the grace of God, and she said it just filled the room, and she said from that point on, she never had another thought 
that she might have cancer or something bad. Thank you, Lord. And so I went with her Friday morning. I picked her up and took her over there. And we just weren't, we were anticipating it to be a good trip, just a visit and to go in there and them not find anything. And just, you know, I thought that's going to be a fun trip to the doctor, you know. <laughs> so um, that was uh, June 29th. And so the surgeon got in there and he starts searching and he's taking a long time and he didn't find anything. And so he got out measuring things and tried to find where it was and told her to move around and still couldn't find anything. <laughs> and the whole time I'm sitting over there singing and uh, under my breath. And, <laughs> and then my mom, she goes, she goes, there's not really anything in there. And the doctor said, I agree with you. And that's when we just were like, now the doctor's in agreement. And we were, <laughs> we were wanting to get up and, you know, dance. We're dancing on the inside. And so when he leaves, um, the nurse was still in there. And, and we talked to her a little while. She said, I, you know, I heard you praying. I said, I was, I was just worshiping. And um, I said, but we were expecting this. <laughs> and, and we were happy. And we just thanked the Lord for it. And so... The doctor came back in, and he said he didn't find anything. And, um, but he said he wanted her to do an MRI, which is the most sensitive test they have, just to make sure. So we did it immediately. They could get her in. We did it while we were there, so we wouldn't have to go back. And then they called her on July the 5th and said that there was, there was nothing there. And then she got something in the mail. And I've got the direct quotes here. <laughs> they said... There is no definable mass, lesion, or abnormality. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give him the glory. Thank you, Lord. And it said we cannot identify any abnormality to correspond with the abnormal ultrasound. Hallelujah. So it was, it's completely gone, and we knew it. <laughs> but now that now everybody knows it, and we're thankful. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. You want another one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'll just more Okay, this was in May, right before the kids got out of school, because they were still in school. And she called me on the phone, and she said, um, she said, I need prayer. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And she said, um, she said, my ear's hurting, like, really bad. She said, it's red. She said, I can't touch it. I can't sleep on it. It wakes me up at night just from the pain. And she said, there's, like, a sore place on it. And it'll peel off and bleed, and then it'll kind of scab back up. And And she said, it's been, and I said, well, how long has this been happening? She said, oh, about a year. And, <laughs> and I said, what? And, yeah, I started trying to, you know, fuss at her and saying, why did you wait so long? But then I kind of felt a nudging of the Lord just to drop it. And I said, okay, like he was saying, that doesn't matter to me. And so I said, okay. I said, that doesn't matter. I said, let's just take care of it. And so I prayed for her, and I could hear her on the other end of the line just going, I received that. Thank you, Lord, and just praising him. And she said it never hurt again. The redness went away, and the next day it peeled one more time and never came back. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And one thing Jennifer said when we were talking about it, about her mother, is she said she knows how to receive. And that is a good thing, to know how to receive. Lord, teach us all how to be better receivers. Amen. We all need to improve in that. Not just in the healing realm, but in a lot of realms. And so, okay, any more testimonies tonight of what God's been doing among us?
among you or through you? Mine's just real quick, but there was a service that we had and different people, you know, said, I want so-and-so. And I just said, I have a credit card I want paid off. Credit card got paid off last week. Thank you, Lord. We believed for some stuff. Hallelujah. And we'll see some more of it, too. I know one of the things we believed for that night was somebody a job, and I know they got a job. They're not in here tonight. but So that was that, was that night, and a bunch of stuff got turned loose, and we will see those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, uh, I want to, we're going to just have a little uh, video, a little YouTube video. It's real short, but do you know we'll just, uh, can we do that? I want to get over here where I can see it. That was short, but you can, I think there's others like that, but that was at Bethel Church in uh, Redding, California, back in, I think, December of 11 or November. What, anyway, it's on YouTube, or you can go to their website and see it, but uh, that was the glory dust. Hallelujah. Praise God. Presence of God came into their church as they were worshiping and praising, and hallelujah. Glory to God. Does that get you excited? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord, for the word tonight. Thank you, Lord, for showing us what we're supposed to know tonight. Thank you, Lord. Your word does not return void. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk tonight about the unseen realm. Hallelujah. And when you talk about the unseen realm, I guess everybody here realizes that there is a realm we do not see. Hallelujah. There's the natural realm where we see. And then there's the unseen realm. Uh, I think everybody here would be aware of that. I do know there are people that don't aren't aware of it, or maybe they have been told, but they don't believe in that. But I believe strongly in the unseen realm. And I can tell you, if you don't believe in the unseen realm, you can't be a Christian. It's impossible to be a Christian and not believe in the unseen realm. And we'll get to some of that tonight. So when we talk about... Uh, the unseen realm, uh, we, we're going to be having to talk about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and in that, we'll also, when you talk about the unseen realm, we'll talk about the new creation. We'll touch on some things about the new creation. In other words, who you are. In other words, the new birth and who you've become when you were born again. That, that, that inside person. Hallelujah. Talk about the spirit realm. When we talk about the unseen realm, we'll talk some about tongues. Last Two weeks ago, we talked about tongues, about speaking in tongues. And we'll talk about that some tonight because it has everything to do with the unseen realm. We'll also talk a little bit about finances because that has everything to do with the unseen realm. And we'll talk about faith. So we're going to touch on some of those things. I don't know if we can get all of that in tonight, but we'll start anyway. So turn over to John chapter 3. Glory to God. I know that if I, as I have been, uh, God's had this on my radar and on my attention for about a month or six weeks now. And, and it's like everywhere I read in the Bible, it's like everything is jumping out at me like, oh yeah, that's what that's talking about. The unseen realm. In fact, you can't find a page in the Bible that's not talking about something to do with the unseen. So we'll go to John 3 and look in verse 3. And this is the story of uh, Nicodemus. And we know that Nicodemus came uh, to Jesus and said, uh, and uh, Jesus told him in verse 3, he said uh, to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see 
the kingdom of God. So we're talking about seeing something that cannot be seen unless you are born again. Hallelujah. Y'all catching it already? Verse 5, Jesus answered, we're dropping on down, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So Jesus says it another way. He says, unless you're born of water and of the Spirit, and that means unless you've been born naturally and supernaturally, born by natural means, you know, mother, daddy, so forth, but also born again in a, by supernatural means, you cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is in an unseen realm. Hallelujah. And then dropping down to verse 8, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Now, Nicodemus had asked a question, it says, uh, and he was just like blown away by this. Like, well, how can you enter again into your mother's womb and get born again? And Jesus told him in the verse before, don't marvel about this, because he said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. In other words, you, he's telling him, Nicodemus, you already believe in something you can't see. You can't see where the wind comes from, but you know it. You believe it with all your heart. And uh, he said, but canst not tell where it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He said, you know, Nicodemus was just blown away that Jesus was asking him to believe in something he could not see. But Jesus said, well, you're already doing it. You believe in the wind and you cannot see it. Then drop down to verse 11. We can't read all of this, so we just have to drop down. He said, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And so Jesus is telling Nicodemus, you know, we have testimony we have things that we have seen happen. And if you do not believe that, how will you ever believe the things that are unseen and of the unseen realm? In other words, if you, uh, if you see a miracle and you can't believe it, then how would you ever believe in heaven? Isn't it amazing that the body of Christ, now they say, well, we don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We don't believe in miracles. They passed away. And they tell me they really believe there's a heaven? I wonder because of this. Because if you can believe that the, if you really and truly believe there's a heaven, you should have no problem believing in a miracle uh, that you can see or we saw glory dust just now and I know you know you could take your mind and try to say well somebody fabricated it and all that but you know this man is a, this man is a fifth generation Pentecostal preacher his daddy pastored this church it's called Bethel Church in Redding California it's an assembly of God church it came out that it's not assembly now but it it's an assembly of God church his daddy pastored it 40 years and then he came and pastored it after he had pastored somewhere else for 18 years. This is a this is very credible people. Hallelujah. This is not some fly by night preacher. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, and you know it uh praise God. So we saw it. We saw it. 
So that should make us be able to believe in what we cannot see very easily. Hallelujah. You cannot be born again unless you believe in what you cannot see. Because you have not seen heaven. Hallelujah. You cannot see the new creation inside of you. You cannot see the new man that you were made when you were born again. And yet you believe. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's turn over to Matthew 13, 44. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures. 13.44. Matthew 13.44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hidden afield. The kingdom of heaven is hidden. It's hidden. He said, it's like treasure that is hidden in a field, the which when the man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. So he's telling us that not only that it's a treasure, it's hidden, and it's worth giving up everything for. The kingdom of heaven is a treasure, it's a hidden treasure, but it's worth giving up everything on this earth for. And yet you cannot see it. Hebrews 11.1 Now, this is very familiar scripture to us. This is kind of how we base our life here. Praise God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or the evidence of the unseen realm. That's what faith is. Faith, faith's anchor is in the unseen realm. Without If you're not believing for something that's unseen, you have no need for faith. Hallelujah. If you're not believing for something that hadn't happened, there's no need for faith. So faith and faith people are highly conscious of the unseen realm or of the invisible. In fact, we are so much, we're very conscious. We're training ourselves to be even more conscious of what's not seen and of the invisible. And we get in trouble. In fact, we get out of faith and begin to lose our joy, begin to lose our, uh, and begin to have uh, depression, begin to have, uh, uh, be um, concerned or worried when we get focused on what is seen in this natural realm. Hallelujah. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We won't talk, walk, turn there, but you know it. It says that we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, and we should not be surprised about this because the Bible is full of if you're going to be a Christian and if you're going to live how God wants you to live, you're going to have to walk by the unseen realm and not by what you see. Hallelujah. It's the basis for all prayer. How are you ever going to pray and really believe if you don't have, if you don't, if you're not conscious of the unseen realm? Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, so one of the things we need to talk about tonight is, okay, here's this unseen realm and, and our faith is that our faith has its anchor in the unseen realm. Okay, how do I get things out of the unseen realm? I know you want to know, okay, if it's in the unseen realm, how do I get it out? Well, you've been doing it already, but maybe you didn't really know what you were doing. But over in Romans 4.17, there's really two ways to get something from the unseen realm into the seen realm. 
Listen, it's not all up to God. You have something to do with it. You have to participate. It takes faith. Hallelujah. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. In other words, call those things that are in the unseen realm, call them just like you could see them. Just like it was sitting right there before you. Just like you already had it. Hallelujah. Call those things that be not. That's how you get things to come from the unseen realm into the seen realm so that you can use it. Because if you're believing for a new dishwasher, you know, you need it to be manifest in the seen realm, don't you? I mean, that may not be the highest priority on your list, or maybe it is if you've ever been without one. You know, things that used to be a luxury are now necessity. Do y'all realize that? Hallelujah. If you don't believe that, just try doing without a washer and dryer for just three or four days. And and you'll be like, this is not a luxury. This is a necessity. <laughs> At least in America it is. And so, but how do we get those things that we need from the unseen realm? We have to call things that be not as though they were. So we we go, you know, and, and so people will not understand us that don't understand this. Now, I'll understand if Lisa's walking around saying, oh, Lord, I just thank you for my new washer and dryer. And I thank you, Lord, it's red. Have you all seen those red ones? Hallelujah. Now, you know, I thank you, Lord, for my new red washer and dryer. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And she's walking around. We perfectly understand that, don't we? Hallelujah. We're just, we are excited with her. Oh, she's getting a new red washer and dryer. Hallelujah. She has it now. And she's calling those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. She's really good at calling cars out of the unseen realm. Hallelujah. So if you want somebody, sometimes we can, we can develop an anointing in certain areas. Anybody can have it, but me and pastor, we got an anointing for houses and cars too. We, we can do that pretty good too, but you can develop that. And, and it's, it depends on where you put your, your, your attention and time. But Lisa highly developed herself in the area of cars. Well, we need to develop ourselves in other areas too. Hallelujah. You know, a car won't get it all, will it, Lisa? <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't wash your clothes in a car. Hallelujah. And you can, don't want to live out of it. I don't care how nice it is. You don't want to live out of the car. Hallelujah. It's just not that comfortable. Uh, praise God. Although I'd rather live in a car with an air conditioner than in a house with that one. There's another one of them necessities that that used to be a luxury. Now it's a necessity. Hallelujah. Uh, um, so that's the first way that we get things out of the unseen realm into the scene. But the second way is what we've been talking about. 1 Corinthians 14.2. Hallelujah. I am amazed at how many Christians who are baptized in the Holy Ghost don't have a revelation of this and don't use their prayer language. You know? And First uh, Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Say, unto God. Hallelujah. For unto for no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. In other words, he speaks about those things that are 
mysteries because they're in the unseen realm. Those things God has prepared for us before the foundations of the earth. Those things that, you know, the Word says, I hath not seen and ear hath not heard what He has prepared for those that love Him. But He has revealed them to us. How? By the Spirit. And so as we speak in tongues, we are calling from the unseen realm the things that we need, the plans of God, the purposes of God, into the seen realm. Hallelujah. So our children baptized in the Holy Ghost at a young age, we should start teaching them. Now, we're going to pray tonight. Maybe you just take five minutes if they're five years old. Maybe you wouldn't take that long if they were five years old. Maybe you take three minutes, two minutes, whatever the attention span equivalent is, and get them to pray in the Spirit about what God wants to do with their lives. Get them focused at a young age on what on the plans of God. Uh, where you'll go to college, you know, let's pray about the next school year. Let's pray these things out in the Spirit, praying out these mysteries. Hallelujah. And then us praying out the jobs that we need, the the the, the wife that we'll have or the husband that we'll have. You, I guarantee you, you praying in the Spirit about it and submit your will to God, you won't get a bad one. You won't get one that's nuts. And you can't tell by the house. That's one of those unseen things. You cannot tell by looking at the outside of a girl if she's crazy or not. People can act normal that are crazier than loons. And you know, you don't know what she's been through. You don't know how she's been raised. You don't know the hidden things that is going to mess her up. Oh, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. And you can't tell. I, I'm picking on the girls now, but you can't tell by looking at the outside of a man. I mean, there is, there are some nuts that are, they are serial killers, some of them. And they are handsome and smell good. And too many women take one sniff and say, oh, he's, you know, they, my dad says they wear, he's got on, she's, he's got on follow me home. <laughs> and you smell it and you start you just start trailing after him hallelujah it is the sense of smell is powerful david dixon got in our car and i said david and pastor was right there i said you smell so good i said what have you got on he said obsession i went and bought pastor some obsession I mean, he's got it on right now. Oh, Woo. I'm going home with him. <laughs> Thank you, Leanne. Uh, uh, so, uh, and he said, he said, now I want to tell you this, and you don't tell him I told you, okay? He said, I've had women, single women, come up to me in church and say, David, you smell so good. That's all he wears, his obsession. You smell so good, I could lick you. Uh, this is church women. Oh, oh Jesse's embarrassed. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm telling you, the sense of smell and the sense of sight will draw you into things that in the unseen realm are hell on earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Whew. 
Thank you, Jesus. I feel the glory cloud. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have to have one if I don't get off of this. Uh, So so praying out those mysteries. Then go to 1 Corinthians 2. Go back a few verse chapters. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So wisdom is hidden in the unseen realm. Hallelujah. So what looks like wisdom in the seen realm might not be wisdom at all. I mean, you ever sometimes a beautiful house. Oh, this house is wonderful. I want this house. You don't know there might be black mold or termites. Or a bad neighbor, a serial killer lives next door. So the, hallelujah. So we have to rely on hidden wisdom. And we get that hidden wisdom by praying in the Spirit. That's why he's talking about the same thing. Those mysteries that are hidden and we pray in tongues. Hallelujah. How many of you pray in tongues? Hallelujah. How many of you pray in tongues more than y'all? All the time. Hallelujah. Well, rev it up some more because you need, you're not getting everything God has for you if we're not praying in the Spirit more. I know I just am constantly trying to pray more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can do it sitting in the doctor's office. You can do it sitting at red lights. And now they don't even think you're crazy. Used to, they thought you were nuts. You were, but now they think you got one of them phones in your ear. And you know, you can just talk up a storm. <laughs> Wave your hands and just, and they'll think you're talking to somebody. Hallelujah. You know, used to, before that, you know, they're like, she has done slipped a a notch or two. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whew. So, um, faith, this looking in the unseen realm with faith, faith is what gives our heart eyes. I, are you, I'm seeing some things with the eyes of my heart. Are y'all? What do you see? What do you see with the eyes of your heart? I see some things. Hallelujah. We need to practice seeing. We can shut our eyes right now and we can see God. You say, well, no, I can't see God. Yes, you can. Just close your eyes and see Him sitting on the throne. Don't try to put a specific face on Him. Don't try to put fingernails and... And, you know, just see the image of Almighty God. See a glory cloud if you have to. See that glory just sitting on the throne. Hallelujah. And then just practice seeing Him, seeing Jesus, just looking right in His eyes. Look at His clothes. Look at Him. Look. Just close your eyes and look. God intended for you to look and see with the eyes of your heart. Sometimes we're like, oh no, I want a, I want to see, I want to see him in the visible realm. I want him to walk in the room. Well, most people never see him that way. We see with the eyes of our heart. Hallelujah. So as we trust God more, he allows our heart to see more. So as you trust God and by faith, the Bible says that we are to enter into the throne room of God boldly. So If we're to enter in, I don't think He meant for us to go in there and close your eyes and hope not to see anything. No, if you're to enter into the throne room of God, look around. Hallelujah. 
And it's not hard to see, okay, steps going up to the throne. We sing a song, or somebody does. I don't think we sing it, but I think maybe we have before. I see the Lord. Yeah, maybe we do sing it. Seated on the throne, exalted. Now, are you just saying that, or can you really see that with the eyes of your heart? I see the Lord, seated on the throne, exalted. If you need a picture of how to see Him and what He looks like, go to Revelation and start reading about what He looks like. Go to There's all sorts of Scripture references in the Bible of what God looks like. And that'll give you a starting point, and then He may show you something. I know when I see Jesus, sometimes He shows up in a white robe. Sometimes He'll have on a sash, a colored sash. I, sometimes He'll have on a blue robe, a purple robe, a red robe. He's, he's colorful. And he has certain robes he wears for certain occasions. And he has certain uh, high priest paraphernalia that some days he puts on. I don't know what makes him put it on, but I know he does it. Some days he's casual. And some days he's, he's in his high priestly garments. Hallelujah. Because he is our high priest. Amen. Glory to God. So faith provides these eyes that we can see with our heart. Uh, seeing in the unseen realm is the unused potential of the church. If you're born again, you can see in the unseen realm. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.8, let's go there. Now I said a while ago, unless, unless you are um, believing in the unseen realm, you're not born again. Ephesians 2.8 says, uh, For by grace are ye saved, through what? Faith. And what does faith do? Faith sees and believes in the unseen realm. Faith believes and knows beyond a shadow of a doubt there is a heaven. There is a God. I haven't seen Him, but I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ walked the earth. I believe He died on the cross. I believe His blood was shed. And unless and that's all unseen. But unless you believe it, you're not going to heaven. You're not born again. You're not a new creation. Hallelujah. But we do believe. So that is the unused potential of the church. John 20, 29. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but I'll tell you. Remember Thomas... Uh, this is when Thomas uh, said, well, unless I see the marks in his hands, and I'm not going to believe. And Jesus said, okay, Thomas, look here. But he said, but let me tell you something. Blessed are those that have not seen and that believe. That's par partially he was talking about us. He was talking about that, that age to come that would believe without seeing. But I believe we get a special blessing because we believe without seeing. Hallelujah. In fact, if you're going to limit yourself to every just what you can see, you're going to be very limited. Hallelujah. Then um, turn to Mark 8, verse 17. We can't quote this one. So, But I'll tell you, an, uh, a, uh, if, a, uh, an, hallelujah. I'll just go there first, and then I'll tell you. Mark 8, verse 17. And when he was entered into the house... Uh, that was not it. I'm, am I in Mark 8? No, I'm in Mark 7. Let me get in 8. Mark 8, 17. And when Jesus knew it, He saith to them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Now, here they are. They're upset. On, they're on the boat. 
and he starts talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they start saying, he's talking about bread. Oh, no, we forgot to bring bread. Of course, just a few days before that, he had turned five loaves and two fishes and fed 5,000 men, plus women and children. And then he said, I mean, you know he's frustrated. I would have been. Hallelujah. Good thing he, he had patience. Hallelujah. Why reason ye because ye have no bread? He said, perceive ye not yet? Don't you see? Can't you see? Neither understand. Have ye your heart yet hardened? Say heart hardened. heart hardened. Having eyes, see ye not. And having ears, hear ye not. And do ye not remember? When you don't see in the spirit realm, it means you have a hard heart. I didn't say that. Jesus did. When you're not seeing, really what it is, really, is you're not allowing yourself to see. When you won't see, when you won't choose, so you, you have a hard heart. Well, let me tell you the good news is you choose to soften your heart. It's not a big work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God, through years I'll have to get a... God, just keep working on me. Just work on me, Lord. No, just choose right now to quit having a hard heart and start believing in what you do not see. Amen? Uh-huh, that's my next point. We choose to be easily persuaded to believe. Pastor's always talking about being easily persuaded to believe. But the scripture for that is John chapter 1. The scripture for easily persuaded to believe. And let me tell you something, God likes it. You know, God doesn't like it when we're afraid. Oh, I'm not going to believe anything because I might miss it. God doesn't like fear for any reason. He would rather you believe and miss it. Hallelujah. And have to have the Holy Ghost straighten you out. But to tell you the truth, I, I had never, uh, you know, as long as we stip, stick with the Word of God. Now, I mean, you know, there's people believing Harry Krishna and stuff like that, and they're missing it, and believing Buddha, and, you know, they're missing it. But as long as we stick with Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the Holy Word of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to miss it believing in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The problem is we just have more confidence in old religious people that preach a doctrine without power they have a form of godliness, but deny the power of God uh, thereof. And 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 he the Bible says that from such turn away. Hallelujah! And we have more confidence in them than we do the holy written word of God. And that's unbelieving. But easily persuaded to believe, John chapter 1, verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him. This is when he's picking out his disciples. And saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee when, I was un when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said unto him. Now Jesus did not get on to him. Jesus was blessed about this. He said, Because I said unto thee, he was actually pretty amazed. Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. No, he wasn't mad at him, he rewarded him. He rewarded him. He said, oh, you were easily persuaded to believe. 
you're, you're going to see greater things. In fact, verse 51, and he saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Man, I tell you, he blessed him for being easily persuaded to believe. And he said, because you are, because you believed so easily, you're going to get to see a lot more. You're going to see angels ascending and descending. I just don't allow myself to question whether I saw it or not. I just assume I did see it. I know sometimes I have sat in my house before and seen a little flash of light. And I don't even question. I said, that was an angel. I've sat in my house before and seen a little flash of dark. Like something scurry across the floor, but it wasn't a mouse. We don't believe in those. <laughs> we don't allow them in. Anyway, but see something that was kind of like, a, and I, I, I don't even question. I said, that was not supposed to be here. And I run that off in Jesus' name. You get off of my property. Hallelujah. I just don't, I don't, you know, one time I was sitting in the bed reading. One night it was kind of late and I got up to go into the bathroom. And just as I was about to get up, I just saw all these angels come into the room. They just, I, they just kind of started appearing. They didn't walk through a door. They just started appearing. And I just, it was just such a glimpse. It was not like I sat there and just... No, it's just a glimpse. And you do, it's not like the rest of the room disappeared. I could see everything in the bedroom. I could see everything. And these angels had on Roman attire like uh, Roman soldiers nearly. And, and I just like... And then all of a sudden, as quick as they came, they started walking over to the window and stepping out of my window. Out and just stepping out the window. Just like out the window. One just leg over and out the window. I said, what was that? I said, Lord, what was that? I just kept going. I was going in there to get something. And I just said, what was that? And he said, uh, that's angels sent to help you get the job done in Tuscaloosa County. Now, I'd never heard of an angel in Roman guard. So we, a few months later, we went to Sylacauga. And a, a, the pastor's wife over there, she's a big collector of all sorts of stuff. And so her house, she has one room that she collected angels. Now she gets this. She's like an angel of the month club. You've heard of Jelly of the Month? She Really? I'm not kidding. She gets angel of the month. And some kind of Roman Catholic um, company puts these angels out, and you just sign up and pay. I guess give them your credit card, and they'll send you a, a porcelain. Porcelain angel every month. Very beautiful. And she just had them everywhere. If she had one, she had a thousand. I'm not kidding you. And uh, not only that, she had boxes of them. She hadn't even had time. I bet she had eight months worth of boxes sitting there. Hadn't even opened. But I'm just kind of glancing around. It's more than you could look at. And all of a sudden, I just focus in on one angel. And you know what? It's got that same outfit on. So I said, you know, somebody else saw that before. Because they had to see it to make it. Hallelujah. So I didn't even say, well, now I'm just not sure if that was God. I don't know. You know, why that might not have been God. No, I said, Hallelujah. And I just pray about it all the time. Say, thank you, Lord, for those angels sent to help us get the job done in Tuscaloosa County. 
Hallelujah. Just don't allow yourself to question the things of God. I mean, why should we be surprised? Maybe you need to read some books about angels. I mean, there's some good ones out there. That'll, oh, and you'll be like, oh, my word. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people. One of them is Judith McNutt. Uh, I, she actually has a book on angels, but she sees angels all the time. I mean, she just can tell you, she'll say, okay, there's this many in this room right now. And uh, she just sees them all the time. She's just highly developed in that area and has been since she was a little girl. Hallelujah. I want to, I'm easily persuaded to believe. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 5, 8. Uh, see, now, as you read the Bible from now on, everywhere you turn, you're going to be like, oh, that's the unseen realm. Oh, God's talking about the unseen realm there. You're going to be so excited. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? See God. See God. Oh, someday in the sweet by and by. Uh, no, folks. <laughs> now. Now. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, a pure heart's believing. It's not full of unbelief and guile and, oh, you know, you know, a pure heart is a believing heart. So faith was never intended just to get us saved or to get us out of an occasional mess. But faith brings the kingdom into our everyday lives. You know, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's not just talking about go to church. There's so much more. It means look to the kingdom first. Look over and focus and make your priority the kingdom of God. See the unseen realm. Get the bigger picture. Don't see the problem you're in. See in the unseen realm the, the, the provision that you have. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4.18 We'll go just a little further. While we look not at the things which are seen. Hallelujah. We're to make an effort not to see the things that are seen. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, or the Amplified says temporary, fleeting, and passing away. I believe it says something to that effect. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we're to take very much of an effort to not look at the things which are seen. you got a problem in your life, don't look at it. Now that doesn't mean, I like the fact, I, I, I mean Jennifer was right. Her mother should have jumped on that. You know, we make a mistake when we put things off and we need to jump on things with our faith. And so when we're not talking about that, but we're talking about don't focus on that. Don't think about it all the time. Get your faith on it. Get your words on it. Get, get prayed for. But don't focus on the seen realm. And when you get a bad report, whether it be from the doctor or the accountant, the IRS, hallelujah, don't sit there and focus. Oh, my God, how are we going to pay this bill? Oh, looking at your checkbook and seeing, you know, Hallelujah. No, focus on the unseen realm. Focus on my God shall supply all of your need according to what? 
Would you call that the unseen realm? His riches and glory? Or would you say, well, you know, just according to what you have and what your kinfolks can gather up for you and what check you can get from the government. We're just going to give you according to that now. No, he's got a whole nother realm for he wants us to focus on. Hallelujah. So don't get though very upset. In fact, don't get upset at all. Do what I, we sing a song. We says, why should I worry? About the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. When by my faith I know, my God is more than enough. Focus on the unseen realm. Focus on Lord, hallelujah. You don't want to be a liar, do you? And and the and the Bible says you've never seen the righteous forsaken or you know, seed begging for bread. You wouldn't want to mess up now, would you, Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it looks like God didn't come through, but it was never God that failed. We fail. We miss it. But, you know, I have I like what Andrew Womack says, and I had this on my refrigerator for a while. If I win, I win. If I lose, I win. I can't lose for winning. I cannot lose for winning. There is nothing that can happen to me that's not in the end, it's winning. Hallelujah. If I go be with Jesus, I won. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. But if I win, then I win. I win. If I win, I win. If I lose, I win. I win. Hallelujah. Say, I'm winning. winning. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's see. I want to read one more scripture. First Peter three. You know this one. Aren't you amazed at how many places in the Bible it talks about that unseen realm? I know you're amazed. You're just sitting there in amazement at all. Hallelujah. Holy all, but let it be. Okay, let's 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 look it up. Oh, okay. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. Well, we're going to put our finger over that. No, I'm just. <laughs> No, I was kidding. I'm in subjection. Hallelujah. I am, but I am influencing with everything I know. <laughs> He's the head, but I'm the neck. <laughs> I'm turning his head, you know. No, no, I'm uh, no. Likewise, you wives be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word, they also may be without may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting of the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. But let it be, look at this, the hidden man of the heart. Now I read all that just to give you context. I'm not really wanting to talk about subjection and stuff like that. But I'm talking to you, I wanted you to see there's a hidden man inside you. And it's the real man. And it's the one that's born again. It's the only one God's paying hardly any attention to. I mean, he wants to help you get the other one under control. But, you know, <laughs> praise God, but the, the hidden man, that's why he believes in you so much. If he looked at our flesh, he'd say, she can't do it. It just That's not going to happen. But he doesn't look at that. He looks at my spirit. He looked at the hidden man of the heart and he said, Ben, she can do it. She's, she's got it. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. He's looking on the inside of you. So he's not caring much about your past. He doesn't want you to continue in sin. And the reason he doesn't is because he doesn't want you to suffer. And sin will cause you to suffer. It'll cause you to suffer in the flesh. But he's not loving you and blessing you. He's looking at the hidden man of the heart. In that which is not corruptible, even the the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Hallelujah. You got a hidden man on the inside of you. And here's the thing. Not only is God paying more attention to the hidden man, He wants you to pay more attention to the hidden man on the inside of you. I mean, He doesn't want you, you know, fretting all the time, you know, about the weight you gained. I'm not looking at you or anything. I was just like, I mean, he doesn't, we know you didn't. But he just, uh, you know, because that's focusing on the, the flesh man. And you could just whip yourself up all day long. And you know what? The more you do, the more you'll go to the cookie jar. <laughs> well, we don't even have one, and we don't even have anything in it. I mean, we don't even have one sitting out of cookie jar. We just hide them in the pantries so they're not sitting there. And, hallelujah. So you can pretend they're not there. No. Hallelujah. Uh, so praise God. He doesn't want us focused on the outward man. He doesn't want us beat us that, beating ourselves up over past sin or where we missed it. Hallelujah. Praise God. He doesn't want us focused on how tired we are or how bad we feel. You know, Brother Hagin used to say, I feel good, I feel fine, body get in line. And get up and go. Get up and go pray. Get up and go get in the Word. Get up and go do something instead of focusing on the outer man. It's a wrong focus. Hallelujah. But it takes practice. It takes a discipline. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I am, I am. Focused, focused on the spirit realm. I see into the spirit realm with the eyes of my heart by faith I see that I am a new creation in Christ I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me my God supplies all my need according to his riches in the unseen realm. Therefore, I'm not worried about today, about the economy, about what's going to happen in the economy, what my job says, what my boss says, because he's not my God. I've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness. Into the kingdom of God's dear Son. I live in that kingdom. I think according to that kingdom. And I set myself in agreement with God and what He says about me. I pray in tongues. I pray out the mysteries. I call things that be not. As though they were. And the things of the Spirit come into the seen realm. 
so that I can enjoy them and be a blessing to others. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you want to be able to see better? Come up here and we'll pray. Come up here. Or stand up right where you are. We'll just pray for you. Hallelujah. Say, I want to see. Hallelujah. Father, say, Father, Father, cause me to see see in the spirit realm realm. more than I've been seeing. seeing. Help me me. to be easily persuaded persuaded. to believe. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, there's one more thing we've got to say, and I, ooh, hallelujah. Don't, don't, let me have a minute just to pull that up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, right now, I soften my own heart. I choose to believe you and your word above religion and all that I've been taught by religion and by those that do not believe. I am a believer, and it is easy for me to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, there's one thing I I wanted to say, and I'll say this quickly, but just about River Church. Now, if you look at the scene realm, you'd say, well, we, we took a demotion. We left a church building. But if you look at the unseen realm, it was promotion. And the reason it's promotion is because faithful over little makes you master and ruler over much. And God has put us in a place to influence our city, to influence Tuscaloosa. I said this Sunday, I said, the influence of Tuscaloosa is not going to be what happens in Ralph. But whatever happens in Tuscaloosa influences the whole county and even somewhat the state. Tuscaloosa has a powerful voice into the state of Alabama. And if you don't believe that, think about the tornado and how a tornado that went right through the middle of Tuscaloosa, it didn't just affect Tuscaloosa, it affected the whole county. Well, that's the thing with the spirit realm. And the reason God has us here is because He put us here to pray. And I'll just read one little thing to you while you're standing there. I took this. This was a prophecy given to me and Pastor in uh, many years ago, since we've been in Tuscaloosa, but over 10 years ago. And it was, uh, oh, I see now. This was Tracy Harris. Oh, I see now. And he's speaking directly to me and Pastor. For I cause you now to move the stranglehold of demonic force, and I position you strategically to do so for that town. So we've been strategically positioned to move something out and to move things in to Tuscaloosa. Hallelujah. We're here for prayer. That's the reason He put us here. Not just for asking prayer. Oh, God, do this. Oh, God, do that. That's good. But, the, but for, for, for tongues, for worship, because that changes the atmosphere in our town, and, for, and to decree and declare. We're here for a kind of prayer where you decree things and you declare things in our city. And so God wants you to start doing that in your prayer time. 
Hallelujah. And in the prayer times we have here that we declare and decree and we agree with God about this city, that it's a righteous city, that, that there's nothing higher in this city than God, than Jesus Christ, that He's the high and lifted up one. Hallelujah. He is Lord. No matter what the president says, we have a Christian nation. We declare it. We decree it. Hallelujah. We decree it. We declare it. Um, I want to tell you, you may say, oh, but this building. But you don't know how supernatural it is, this building. Because we got our foot in the door into Tuscaloosa. And you don't know how hard that is. For to I, Maybe someday we'll have all the information about that. But to get your foot in the door into this town, spiritually, it was not an easy thing. You think, well, it's just easy, but it's not. First of all, there had to be a building that we could make the payment on. And so God got us in the door. This is our, we've got our foot in the door building. We got our foot in the door into Tuscaloosa. And it counts. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is promotion, but we have to see in the spirit realm. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we're here to do a job. Actually, that's the call of God on this church. Not to build a church like other people have built a church. Why would God want another one of those? But to do a job for Him that it takes a special sort of people to do. Of people that don't care what other people think. It took a people that could come to this kind of church. Not everybody can go where there's not a steeple. They, you just, you know, some people just can't do it. But the, 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 y'all are a special kind of people, and He's put us here to do a job, and we've got our foot in the door now. And now we're supposed to start taking ground in our prayers. And we are. We are. It's changed everything. It's changed completely how I pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Guess you want to take an offering, don't you?